Hey guys, and welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. I'm your host, Julie Walker. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just go ahead and remind you guys, you can find me on iStation next week on April 18th. I will be part of a amazing professional development about making your small groups and how to do that. And I'll also be releasing for the first time, a free resource for any of you guys that are still trying to put together your small groups. Don't forget to check out my Teachers Pay Teachers whenever you get a chance. I have been releasing some really good lesson plans that come with readers and presentations, and they're sure to impress your boss for sure. And I also wanted to go ahead and remind you guys that I have merch available. You heard that correctly. I have merch. T-shirts, cups, sticky notes, you name it, it's there. I'm so excited because my friend's shirt just came in and it is gorgeous. It looks great. So don't forget to head over there and get some of those things. And, you know, while you're there, share, like, comment, subscribe, all the things to all the things. I am now on every major social media outlet you can find, and I just wanted to make sure that we get the word out there that, you know, this podcast is real, it's raw, it's here for all the teachers, and it's here to lift them up and to help everybody to be able to, you know, finish out the school year, start the school year, make it through the week, make it through the day, wherever you are, it's meant to meet you there. So, Before we get into the podcast, I want to let you know this episode was a lot of fun, but I also collaborated with them and I'm on one of their episodes on Puppy Dog Tail Pod and I will link their Instagram below. This is Little Sparkle. Welcome everyone. We all are teachers. We know it's hard. To educate our kids and make them face real problems To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge My fellow friends, let's talk about it We are here to talk and make it better Kids and mental health all matter Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators. Hello and welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. This is Julie Walker, your host, and I have two special guests today. Um, they uh, We met on Facebook and they reached out and they have their own podcast as well. I'll let them tell you a little bit more about that, but hello, special guests. Hello. Hey. Who wants to start first? <laughs> okay. I'm Hannah. I'm from North Carolina. Been around the state a lot. So all over. <laughs> okay. um, I'm a fifth grade teacher and I'm from the podcast Puppy Dog Tales. And I'm Annika Payne. I'm also a co-host of Puppy Dog Tales. Um, I've been teaching, goodness, I think it's year eight for me. Oh, I forgot um, to say that. It's year five for me. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. After, oh, I've, I've been, been teaching, teaching for about eight years, years now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I currently teach second grade, but I also taught first and third. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but my best friend and I are also opposites and I teach fifth grade and she teaches <laughs> kindergarten, but somehow nice. we make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when we met, I wasn't even a teacher. Um, and she was on her first year teaching mm-hmm. and, um, and then I got inspired. Um, she kind of helped with that. And yeah, you became, went to school went for something trip. else, right? Yeah, I went to school for animal science and okay. human biology. And you so, teach science? I teach science and math. Okay. Yeah. Nice. See, it lends itself. It does. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is year five for me. And I've been mostly in middle school until halfway through this year. Okay. I've had like three different schools in the past school year. Um, so, a lot of movement. I was in Garner and then started out the school year in Durham. And then came to Greensboro in January. Okay. You guys just like to yeah. travel? <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> I do, actually. But my, um, I left my old school because I disagreed with some things that were going on there. Which and happens, I didn't feel yeah. morally right being there anymore. Um, that was a school in uh, Garner in Wake County. Yeah. And I moved to Durham. Um, to a kind of similar school because I liked a lot of things about my old school. Okay. Um, there was just one one big thing that I couldn't get over. And uh, and so I moved to Durham and then my husband got a job in Greensboro in December of 2022. And we were like, we got to move. Yeah. And so we've, and then we're, we're homebodies. Like we born and raised in Polk County. My husband's, I mean, Polk County's a big County, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it could take an hour and a half to get from one side to the other. So it's big, Okay, wow. but we kind of live in the center. So <laughs> we've worked all around, but never really had to move. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, we just collaborated on your podcast and it's puppy dog, puppy dog tales. Mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Try saying that three times fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So listeners go to their podcast, check them out. I'm going to let them talk to you guys a little bit more about their podcast there towards the end. But I wanted us to kind of get into just our teaching in general and um, talking a little bit about, and it kind of stems from what we talked about on your podcast. I won't give too much away. But uh, children and their social emotional development and possibly COVID stunting that growth. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed it today at school. Um, our kids were having PBIS, uh, which I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys call that the same thing. Okay, cool. Same thing. So, same yeah. Thing. So they were, you know, having their celebration and about half of our kids didn't make it to the celebration. And I remember it used to be, yeah, I remember it used to be like one or two and I had six just from my homeroom have to go sit out. And I was like, this is insane. Um, but I, I've been talking about it with people. I really think kids have missed out on their fundamental years where they learned how to work together on things and so I wanted to know what was Absolutely. y'all's experience when it came to COVID? Did your school shut down? Did they make you guys go all virtual for everything? And how long have you guys been back in the classroom? 
So we shut down. Um, yeah, the whole, goodness, the whole 2020, 2021 school year, mm -hmm. I was virtual. Um, and I am high risk. So okay. I was kind of nervous about going back in the classroom. So I was really grateful to have an option to stay mm -hmm. online. Um, we, about halfway through the year, kids were given the option about <coughs> going back to school. Um, so it was kind of interesting. I had another teacher um, supervising my class in person. Oh, wow. And then I had a group of kids that were still online. So it was oh, really yeah. difficult to balance that. It was both for you. Wow. Yeah. she. I forgot that you had that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I stayed online. Yeah. So. That seems like quite the headache. Like, I, I don't even know how I would wrap my brain around that, to be honest with you. Uh, was it the same for you, Hannah? No, not quite. Um, we we went virtual in like March 15th of 2020. Um, and we were basically optional virtual for the rest of that school year. Uh -huh. um, I was teaching eighth grade at the time. And it was crazy because then the next school year, they moved me down to sixth. And I was working, I stayed virtual too for 2021 or 2020, 2021 school year. Um, and, but I was just doing sixth grade science um, and I'm high risk too. And we were also roommates at the time. So oh, okay. we didn't want to expose each other to any other right. kids. Yeah. So yeah, if you can't tell, I have, I have asthma. So <laughs> I was like a little nervous too. Um, but it was wow. weird because I would, being in middle school, half of our school was virtual, half of our school was in person. Mm -hmm. And I would go give the in-person teacher their lunch break because, yeah, it wow. was weird the way they had to work it out because they, they couldn't eat their own lunch and feel safe with mm -hmm. their kids around. So we made sure that everyone got a chance to be alone in a room to eat. Yeah. But yeah, I actually ended up making a pretty good relationship with the kids I saw every day for like 20 minutes. Because oh. um, I think I was just craving it so much. Oh, like, yes. I'm able to see them and make the face-to-face -face interactions. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really weird to me because our schools, like my school board, I've, I've always called reactionary. They are not proactive. They're reactive. And uh, mm. They reacted and the immediate thing was shut everything down. And so our mm -hmm. schools went immediately, everybody online for months and we finished the school year out that way. We, we didn't get to close up our rooms. We didn't mm -hmm. get to yeah, say same. goodbye to our kids. We didn't get to do any of that. And so we were all online. We did not even have a platform to use for our online. What we were told was use what's most comfortable to you. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. We like, they were pretty much everyone would get on Google Meets. So how you can meet. Yeah, I was I was so. one of the only teachers that felt comfortable using Google, um, mm -hmm. and so I just created a Google Classroom because then the big thing was mm -hmm. not everybody has internet, not everybody has access to a device, not everybody has this, not everybody has that. I remember driving around Polk County, and again, it's an hour and a half. Right to the other, but I remember yeah. driving around Polk County and dropping work off in kids' mailboxes and then having their parents send me pictures. I didn't mm -hmm. have to do it that way, but like 
I was sitting at home doing nothing anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I exactly. craved just getting in the car and driving and getting out of the house. Um, it was really crazy. I, I did as my goodbye to all of them at the end of the year, I drove from my house to every one of my students house that their parents responded and waved mm-hmm. to them. Um, mm. cause that was all I could do. And yeah. my school did a little, like to say goodbye to the like 2020 class, we had a day where, you know, we would come, they would come and like drive through and we would drop off little gifts. Everybody was masked. Yeah. Um, so I had had my kids fill out a survey where they, you know, came up with little adjectives for each person. Aww. And I made like a word. What is it called? Like a word cloud? Like a word cloud. Word cloud. Yeah. Um, so I made like a word cloud for each of them. Yeah. And it was elephant shaped because I'm like a person. I had elephants in my everywhere in my class. There was one girl who tried to count on one time and got to like maybe 50 before she gave up. But wow. Yeah. So I had like little elephants framed um, with their adjectives and drop those off. Yeah. Just like in their cars and stuff. But yeah, I think that was one of the hardest things about that 2020 year, like when everything started to shut down was just that, that was one of my like best classes. Like, yes. yeah. And so it was just really hard yeah to not be able to say goodbye to them yeah well and I don't think people understand like we're spending the majority of the day with your children like we're with them Mm -hmm. all day we know them in and out and then they just get ripped from us like it was bad I mean I cry (laughs) at the end of every school year anyways so you know like not to be able to say goodbye to a was that hurt it was a hard one yeah but I think it also sent Sorry. <laughs> oh, we had a we had a drive through eighth grade graduation because like my kids were going to high school after that. Yeah. And we were finally hitting the point in the year like March is when eighth graders are like, "Can I be a kid again? I don't want to go to high yeah. school." Yeah. They were. I I have this weird trend of like kids calling me like a handful of awkward kids calling me mom. Yeah. And like the eighth graders took longer to get there, but I had like three that were like that were getting there and then we just dropped off yeah. and, the, and the relationship dropped off. And I was like, and I, I don't, I don't usually cry at the end of the school year. Um, She's not, not a crier. That's not how my sentimentality shows. Um, yeah. It shows more in like random gifts. Um, but like those kids drove by with like banners, like I'm going to high school. And I was like, oh. I got teary eyed. Yeah. yeah. And I think, when we shut down the way we did out of fear um Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you guys our county was so divided on should we wear masks should we not wear masks should we vaccinate should we not vaccinate like it became a breeding ground for people hating on each other yeah Um, and i'll all i can think about now noticing where my kids are and how they're just underdeveloped socially um they probably heard their parents at home they're so dumb for not wearing masks they're so dumb for wearing masks they're so dumb for Mm -hmm. you know and and that's that's what i'm hearing in my classroom i don't know about you guys but that's literally anybody who has an opinion or an idea that's different than theirs is wrong right yeah and they start to insult them yeah 
And I hadn't put that together about like, you know, hearing that discussion about like, I, and there were so many things going on around that time too. Yeah. Like not just the masks and yeah. the vaccines. And there's so many things that they're hearing at home, like arguments about politics. Tiger King. Tiger King. (laughs) Yeah. All, you know, race, all of it. Yes. And they're not hearing, like, they're not hearing the other side of it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so they're just hearing the one side and not learning how to have a discussion that's amicable. Right. And that's definitely, I see that a lot. And I think that's what teachers do is like, even when it comes time for like election time and stuff, the kids will always ask me, well, who are you voting for? And I'll ask them, what research have you done? I'm not going to tell you my answer, but I I have (laughs) done research. What research have you done other than what your parents have said? And I, you know, during COVID, I didn't get to play that with them. I didn't get to be Mm -hmm. like, what, what do you think? Because parents were always there. I mean, it's, you, you never can really teach them how to think about the other side when all they're hearing is the one side. Yeah. Yeah. It was so hard with virtual too. Like I'd have mm-hmm. 10 kids show up maybe Yeah, to yeah. classes that were supposed to have like 20 or 25 kids in them. Yeah. And so like, cause like I was thinking about it, like when the, the January 6th thing happened, um, we were virtual and and I had a discussion with my, I stopped science class that day. And I was like, did you see what happened in the news? And, but so like normally 25 kids would hear that, but 10 did. Yeah. And like, it's harder to have a real discussion when their cameras are turned off and yeah. you can't see their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and there were hard. a lot of things like that, like a lot of scary things that were happening and like, you know, we as teachers, we would normally be there to talk to them and help them process like what's going on in the world. Or um, just be just, a constant, you know, like yeah. not showing fear, not showing our thoughts or opinions, being a constant baseline, I guess. We mm-hmm. weren't there to do that. Right. It's a little harder to trust a face on a screen than it is yeah. someone in person that takes care of your little cuts. Like, because right. yeah. like giving a kid a bandaid, you yeah. know. Or I swear, giving smoke. a kid a Band-Aid uh, it's just like makes gold. them trust you. Like, it's, they just trust, yeah. like, okay, they believe that this is a hurt that I need a Band-Aid for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's, I even have fifth yeah. graders at this point that go, can you help me put it on? <laughs> oh. I, I don't know how messy is this going to be. <laughs> That's sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. And a little weird, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, do you think students are as prepared as previous year's students that never had to deal with COVID? Like just in general in life, do you think they're as prepared as other kids that you've had before? I'm going to go ahead and just say no. Like, I think um, I was just thinking about this too. I have, I have like five kids that have chronic absence. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about the why, because most of them, they weren't even sick. Mm. They're just like, I didn't feel like coming. And I, and I honestly think it's because in COVID, it was very easy to pretend to be at school. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of kids I saw who, I saw multiple kids fall asleep on camera. Oh. Uh, I, I had plenty of students that never turned their camera on for me. I didn't know what they right. looked like. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so they're well, used to being able to just say no to school. All, so. I don't want to come. I don't yeah. feel like learning today. Yeah. And so I have a kid that is opting out of an overnight field trip so that he can stay home and play video games. Oh, well, that's, that's great. Really not healthy. <laughs> no, no. It, well, and we, so we created these little people to be very not social at all. Like they mm-hmm. like themselves and maybe a couple other people and that's it. And I think that used to be the abnormal and now it's the normal. And yeah. when we don't push them to be in social situations, they're never going to learn how to do it. I had a student today, like it blew my mind. He goes, can I just do this project by myself? And I, I mm-hmm. have never in the history of teaching ever had to say, if you can't work as a partner, I'm going to have to take points off of your, your project. And he, then he goes, well, how many points? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Like he literally was going to calculate, is this worth me not doing or should I stick with this group? And I'm like, I'm giving you an opportunity to talk, I'm giving you an right. opportunity to like socialize. What? Yeah. He it's the rebelliousness that I expect from middle schoolers. Yeah. But it's happening younger, I feel like. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I've never had a group of fifth graders that feel like seventh and eighth graders. And I do mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it goes back to what were they exposed to at home the whole time they were home? Grown yeah, folk talk, true. you know? Yeah. Coming from like a earlier elementary perspective, um, so all my words left me. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Teacher brain. Um, yeah. So I have, you know, a, a very large percentage of kids who are well below grade level. So I don't know, um, I know fifth grade y'all don't do dibbles or in class or anything like that, but, um, our testing, it's like, you know, green, yellow, red, mm-hmm. 75% of my class so i switch with another teacher so i do all the reading for both classes Mm -hmm. and she does all the math and 75 percent of both of our kids were in the red wow 75 percent were not reading yeah um and so and these kids you know i'm teaching second grade now so these kids their kindergarten year was virtual so oh, man. yeah yeah that's really tough mm-hmm. and I will say like they're on par for like where a first grader should, should be now mm. um oh okay so, so they, they are, are on like a first grade, grade reading level, level but, but yeah, yeah they, they are, are a, a, a year, year behind, behind most of them so, so. and, and then, then just, just in terms, terms of like social emotional or like they, they just they, they don't, don't know, know how, how to talk to, to one another. another. Like, there was a situation today where I had two girls sitting next to each other. Um, they were sitting on the carpet. One of them, the marker, had, like, rolled away or whatever. And she just reaches across this girl to grab her marker. And so the other girl is like, get off of me. And then an argument ensues. Yeah. And I'm like, but you could have asked her can you please hand me my marker? Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's little things like that where it's like you've never worked with other kids. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, little things that would be obvious to us just 
they don't even consider it. Like it's just not their first thought. Well, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that in the fifth graders right now too. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are so self-centered and so worried about themselves that they're not thinking about, Oh, that person didn't mean to cut me off in line or that person yeah. wasn't directing that at me or, you know, Oh, all I had to do was ask and they would have handed me my pencil, you know, just right. simple things They they're not thinking. I, I think they're not thinking straight. They're, they're thinking about themselves and they're not thinking about the bigger picture of, well, that's a person too with feelings too that mm-hmm. probably doesn't hate me or is trying to be malicious to me in any way, shape, or form. I mean, because even like your other student that said, we'll get off of me, could have said, could you please move? And they right, didn't think exactly. about that either. You know, like yeah. that's, it seems to be an epidemic, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I think this yeah. is where teachers are getting burnt out is having to teach all these tiny little things like, you know, you could ask somebody or you could use manners. It's so much. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like it's always so much hand. Because, <laughs> so, so last year, um, whew, I got, I got a lot handed to me. Um, so I had, okay. So when everything shut down and when we were, that year virtual I was teaching first grade Mm -hmm. and then they had me loop and move up to second so it was really Mm -hmm. interesting because I was looping but I was also like but I don't know you (laughs) like I haven't we have not been in a classroom together like and some of the behaviors were like so different it was so interesting there was one buddy sweetest little thing I mean like every time we would log on he'd be like hi Miss Coslin like such a sweetheart always complimenting me and then the next year I mean his behavior was atrocious oh wow I never would have known I had no clue so was mama sitting right there when he logged in do what was his mama sitting right there when he would log in I think that's might be part of it um, yeah. And so I got a bunch of kids like that who like, when they were online seemed perfectly kind, respectful. And then in person, they were just, did not know how to talk to people, super disruptive, yeah. um, very reactive and they just, they didn't know. And so I ended up with like all of the children who had behavior issues oh, in no. second grade. So Oh yeah. Oh my like, god. Yeah. I had a behavior plan for like eight different kids. So Oh yeah. my head hurts for you. Ooh, it yeah. was a year. It was a time. Yeah. We survived. Um but yeah, I remember one day I was having so much trouble with him talking over me. And I eventually just stopped and I was like, guys, do you realize that this is not my rule? Like, I didn't make up the silent hand thing. That's not my idea. This is Mm -hmm. how school works. Mm -hmm. And this is how the world works. And I told them, like, up until college, if you want to talk in a class, you are going to have to raise your silent hand. Yeah. Even in, like, you know, the, the workforce, like, if I'm in a meeting at school with the staff, if I want to contribute, 
I raised this guy like right. And I mm-hmm. swear a light bulb went off. Like they were like, oh, like this is how school is supposed to work. Because mm-hmm. they didn't know that that's how school yeah. worked. Right. Because they missed half of kindergarten and then mm-hmm. all of first all grade. All of first grade. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy to me. I mean, I'm wondering if things will get better as, you know, the next kindergarten generations that's been back in class, you know, they, they're starting to learn these things or if they're going to be taking after, like if they're mm-hmm. going to be watching the older ones and taking after them. And is this just the new generation of kids or is it going to rectify itself as we keep going, you know? The optimist in me says it will start to rectify as life gets more normal or yeah. back to like as our as the kids who didn't really experience the pandemic start to come up through school. Mm-hmm. So it kind of means that us older grade teachers will have to deal with it a little longer <laughs> than the younger grade teachers. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but hopefully those kids still will even back in like they've been back for a while. Yeah. They're, they're starting we're starting to get the kids that have been back for like a couple years. Right. Yeah. So that's um, but I'm I'm very much an optimist. So well, um, I don't tend to be an optimist, oh. to be honest. But I I think so too. That's my theory as well. Because honestly, I I almost quit. I mean, she knows I almost quit last year. Yeah. Um, just with all the behavior issues. Yeah. And and I hate to even say this, but like, you know. It was so hard to keep a positive attitude yeah. and like with the kids. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I felt like, you know, there have been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. But it was, you know, parents or admin yeah. or just, you know, all things we have to do. And it was the first time where it was the kids. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that hurts my heart to even like say that out loud right anyway no but I get it because a lot of people feel the same way like right now most teachers that want to leave the profession it has nothing to do with the amount on our plate it has to do with the behaviors we're having to deal with and and we all know admins doing the best they can to handle it too they're having to deal with an exponential amount because they're also dealing with parents too um but it's like what do we do to fix it right now you know, we, right. we can't wait 10 years. We're going to be burnt out. So, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was like the one thing that kept me going was like, all right, next year, it's not going to be the same struggle. Like right. It's going to be better. And the year after that's going to be better than mm-hmm. that. And, and I think so far this year has like confirmed that a little bit. Right. Um, it definitely you know, has still been difficult. Um, I, I definitely have some behaviors, but definitely not half as much as I had last it's year. It's funny because this year has probably been like my toughest year. Um, mm-hmm. I was sexually harassed by a student oh, in no. middle school. Um, it was verbal, but still it was there. It shouldn't and, happen. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Um, and then I think like the transition down to fifth grade has been very different. Um, It's been definitely more on my plate than I, um, or more of a transition than I expected. Um, And I, and most of it is even just like the 
all the paperwork in elementary yeah versus middle. oh uh, yeah no, it's a lot different yeah. <laughs> all the like mtss stuff we have to do yeah, yeah. well i work and, in a school that's kindergarten through eighth grade and you oh. can see a difference between us elementary teachers mm-hmm. and the middle school teachers because they're like wait why are you even filling that out and i'm like because yeah. it needs to be filled out <laughs> yeah well yeah. and it's kind of funny so my kids currently were finally getting over the they missed their their te- their old teacher mm-hmm. they were right. still calling their old teacher their teacher and i was like it's me now guys yeah you got it i know it, it's hard but you got to get over it yeah your teacher had to leave and i'm here so right i'm what you got you got to listen to me um and i'm not used to having to talk to kids in that way right like my sixth graders last year were definitely immature um because they would be like why do we have to change classes and i was like this is like a rite of passage yeah they're like i get to change classes yeah but these kids were like I just want to stay in one class all day. Oh. I was like, oh, you're pandemic babies. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were in fourth grade when, when stuff shut down. Came out. Yeah, yeah. When all that stuff happened. And so they never did the transition year of fifth grade when they yeah. switched from one teacher to the other. And so sixth grade was a, a shock hit for them. Yeah. It was shocking. They were my sixth grade boys. And fifth grade boys probably like, are the most dramatic. Yeah, I love them, but they cry a lot. <laughs> they and do. They get, My mom's always said that. Yeah, and it was the boys. Yeah, they were like, "I don't want to switch." And I was like, "Sorry, last <laughs> time's over. Like, you go, you go somewhere else. Bye. <laughs> you go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yeah, like, you can come by later if you do good." right but you have to babe you have to go it's not science time for you anymore it's time, <laughs> science time for someone else that's and, when my yeah. students are usually like do i have to be good for them yeah and i'm yeah. like just because you like me doesn't mean you get to be a stinker somewhere else like mm-hmm. <laughs> behave and yeah and then my kids this year are having an issue that i'm kind of used to with middle school when they're like that's not my teacher i don't have to listen oh and and I'm like, okay, you're about to go to middle school and every single teacher could possibly be your teacher. You're going to have four teachers and you're expected to listen to all of them the same. I don't well, care four, who you're four teachers, but then you also have like your uh, electives teachers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's hard. <laughs> I think it's hard for um, fifth graders to understand that you have all these different teachers and they all deserve your respect equally. But... Mm-hmm my rules and how I do things in my classroom are going to be different than the rules and things next door. And it both are equally valid because this is what works for me. That's what works for them. But you have to do both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My team did a really cool thing when we got back from the pandemic that everyone had the same rules. Mm. Like we sat down together and made up like a group of rules. Yeah. And I think it really helped some of our kids. They're like, okay. I'm going to hear the same four rules and miss, uh, was Miss Rector at the time in Miss Rector's classes. I'm going to hear next door in English mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Well, um, we have our expectations that everybody has. That's the same. Mm-hmm. Our fifth grade expectations. But like, I am not going to micromanage the bathroom because it'll drive me insane. So sign out, mm-hmm. go and come back. Like, 
but some there are some teachers in fifth grade that they want to micromanage the bathroom. I'm not doing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. We've had too many issues in the bathroom at our school, and our assistant principal is like, we go to the bathroom as a whole class group now. Oh, so, okay. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I tell them when you abuse the system, yep. you're going to be treated like little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I told him too. I was like, "The more mature you act, the more the more I'll treat you like middle schoolers." Yeah, because I know how I treat middle schoolers. I'd rather treat you like that because it makes yeah. my life easier. Right. <laughs> like, yep. Behave and you'll get freedom. Like, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Do you guys have any advice for any teachers dealing with the post-pandemic babies? Um, anything any tips or tricks that's working for you to help keep your sanity and help these babies out so something that I did um that has been really helpful for my students to teach you know kind of like how we interact with people how we talk with people like our words matter Mm. um I've found a book I just stumbled across it I think I just I was frustrated with my kids and so I just googled like social emotional books and I just popped up but it's called taste your words oh love it love this book I just bought like three copies and I'm like oh my mom's probably gonna I bought one for my mom she's probably gonna hear (laughs) supposed to be impressed um so it in the story, something happens to this girl. Um, she gets called a name. She calls the other girl name back. And she's super frustrated when she gets home. Um, and then is, you know, calling her brother names, being disrespectful to her mom. And her mom's like, you need to taste your words before you say them. So she starts noticing that, like, her words, like, you know, when she makes fun of her brother, it tastes like mud. And when she was disrespectful to her mom, it tastes like rotten eggs. Oh, wow. And then she starts trying, like, kind words, like, um, thank you, and you're welcome, and I'm sorry. And they taste like, you know, strawberries and cherries, and I love you taste mm-hmm. like chocolate. Oh. Um, and it's, I was kind of thinking like I was not sure how my kids would receive it right um it has resonated with them so much like one of my kids said thank you and I was like oh what did that taste like (laughs) that tasted like chocolate cake (laughs) that's a good word you know and they'll do it to me like I'll be like oh Thank you so much for having a silent hand. I appreciate that. And I'm like, how did that thank you taste? Oh, <laughs> that tasted like a sweet tart. I don't know. <laughs> a sweet tart. I love it. And then if they're not being kind, you know, and sometimes it's not even that they're not being kind, but they're just like their words, you know, they'll say like move. Yeah. Like, you say, Excuse me. Right. Um, so it helps them catch it in those moments because I'll be like, oh, I bet that word didn't taste very good. Can we try a different word? Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. So that was super helpful. Um, and then, you know, I'm still telling my kids, like, nope, this is how school works. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we're going to do. 
I have them. Um, one thing that we've had to do lately is like before we start a lesson, I have them repeat back to me what the procedures are. That's always a good um, one. Yeah. That's a just good one. so that like they're hearing it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think definitely it's easy to forget how much these kids just need consistency. Yes. Um, they need like, I have really gotten on board with making sure that I, I make them follow the rules a hundred percent of the time. Right. Like we started like a couple weeks ago. If you come into class like loud and crazy, you're going to reset and you're going to come back in. Yeah. And like, I think it's just, I think like a lot of teachers did that before the pandemic. I think yeah. it's yeah. easy to forget some of the things yeah. that you did. Yeah. Um, That's true too. Cause I definitely, there are definitely things where I've had to reflect and be like, wait, I didn't used to do it this way. How did I do it? Like, right. you forget you're out of yeah. practice. Yeah. And something I've started making my kids do is read the class rule that they're breaking. Oh, so yeah. I keep it really simple. The middle, I, I kept the same four rules since my second year teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I just forgot the first one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> follow directions quickly. Raise your hand to speak. Raise your hand to leave your seat. And be smart or make smart choices. Mm-hmm. And so somebody was up out of their seat today without permission. And I was like, oh, read number, read rule number two or mm. you know, rule number three i was like read that for me i was like did you and then after they read it they're like i'm like did you do that mm. and they're like no <laughs> and they just got back to their seat uh yeah they just they literally just need extra reminders oh yeah it, yeah it's frustrating it is but, but it's, it's just, needed it's, they need something different than our than what we're used to right now yeah mm-hmm. Then in the consistency, I know I've met a few teachers that are like, well, I don't want to see mean. I don't want to be that teacher. I don't want, but the consistency is what they need. And I think yes. you're doing them a disservice if you're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. being consistent and not holding them accountable. Because- and I tend to have that struggle, honestly, mm-hmm. where like, that was something that was hard for me was feeling like I'm being mean to them, but like, uh, Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just, you just, I can't say words today. If you, <laughs> if you don't stick to what you said before, right. then they're going to start taking advantage oh, of yes. like this. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I think that's super, like, that's mm-hmm. something I've noticed. Like I had a kid give me sass today and I said, we're going to talk to your mom when I see her, when she picks you up. And she actually she fixed her behavior she got over it but i was like but to your mom right and so yeah it's like we well, have to talk to mom mm-hmm. like i said i was going to you fix the behavior so that's good that'll make things less that'll make things better for you later at home yeah. but well I and i always tell kids i always tell kids too i can tell my mom i can tell your mom that you fixed it yeah like mm-hmm. you know i can tell your mom hey she did this today she realized it was wrong. She fixed it later, but you know, just FYI. Yeah. And I've even told kids that in the moment, like, you know, I'm going to be calling your mom about this behavior. You can decide if I'm going to call mom and say, you fixed it and you got it together. Right. Or if I'm calling mom and saying, 
yeah, he's been doing this all day. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. great reminders, Um, ladies. I have another one real quick. So Uh this one comes from my mom. My mom teaches four-year-olds and bless her heart. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, like, um, her best friend teaches calculus in high school and like they, they use each other's advice all the time. So like, this is pretty universal. Um, but she phrases everything about like, is that helping us? Mm. How does that ha- help us? Um, so if they're like, you know, talking in line or something, is that helping us right. get where we need to go on time? Um, so that's another mm-hmm. thing to help like rephrase rephrase things of like oh yeah we have a goal we're trying to get here on time and this isn't helping me meet my goal right so Mm -hmm. and then another thing too and this is like the taste your word books is one of the reasons I like it is because it makes it intrinsic motivation Mm -hmm. instead of extrinsic um but another thing to do with that like I had a kid you know one day she's been she's had a lot of trouble lately and she's been making a lot of improvements. And so there was one day this past week, she, you know, started going back downhill again. And so I like sent her to a buttery classroom. When she came back, I was like, how did it feel when you lost control? Like, was that a good feeling or not? And she was like, I didn't like it. It was not a good feeling. I was like, yeah, good. I was like, it shouldn't be a good feeling. I was like, what can you do tomorrow that would feel better? What are some actions you can do tomorrow? So yeah. kind of talking to them and making making it intrinsic motivation, making them realize it does feel better when I'm talking mm-hmm. kindly to my friends or yeah. when I'm following directions. Oh, yeah. so. But I think that's where a lot of teachers are getting um, hung up right now is they're not sure how to help with the social emotional feelings and like talk about your feelings and kind of help them digest it a little bit um i i'm seeing a lot of teachers be like well they should know better these kids don't know better but they don't right they don't yeah, so, they we, don't. so we we have to help them, them. yeah we have to help them yeah. like break it down and figure it out and then what's the next best step and when we do that then the next time it happens hopefully it sticks with them so that they'll do better mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, ladies, you want to go ahead and plug in where everybody can find you and where they can hear your podcast? Yeah, so we are on most, pretty much all major platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Spotify, Amazon, podcasts. I think, I think we've been podcasts? having, we've been having a little trouble with Apple. Some people can find us, some people can't. So, but um. And then follow us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. That's Tales T A L E S. Yes. Nice. Um, hear lots of dog stories of amazing dogs. And it at the end of a hard week, it is such a good pick me up at the end of a tough week. Like I'll get, I'll have a hard day of teaching. Just play some Puppy Dog Tales. There you Makes go. Makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on your podcast. You guys got to go listen to it. Um, it definitely helps you learn some ways to de-stress with our dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on with me. Thanks and for having us. Yeah. yeah, this was fun.